It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That means we play jams from local bands and artists that you can catch right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Jackie Vinson. She is playing Saturday at Antones. I like that. Yeah. Uh, she's got a great voice. Yeah, she Jackie's does. really talented. She's really nice. Uh, all right, my man Patrick, always hooking you up on a 512 Friday. You can always just, you know, lie to your friends and say you're really cool and you know where all the hot spots are. <laughs> or you just listen to Patrick on 512 Friday. That's right. And then everybody will think you're really cool. That's what I do. Uh, all right, you can be a part of the show, 512-337-3776 on a 512 Friday. You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitter my man Harge at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse, Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. Uh, we'll get back to the Super Wildcard Weekend previews just before we do that. I want to talk about this uh, all-pro team that was recently released, the AP all-pro team. they got the first and second team out. Um, the quarterback for the first team is Patrick Mahomes. The quarterback for your second team, Jalen Hurts. Problem with this? No. No problem. Me no neither. problem. Yeah. No problem at all because I thought, you know, these are the two people that we thought were going to end up being the MVP of the league anyway. Yep. Jalen Hurts was originally the front runner. Patrick Mahomes, his name is in the conversation every year. Have no problem with that one. Uh, running backs, Josh Jacobs, uh, uh, Las Vegas, Nick Chubb, Cleveland. Not a problem at all. They were both going for the rushing title. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs, yeah, he's putting he's a, he's a workhorse. And he would – the Raiders, the Raiders, didn't even give him his extra year on his contract. Didn't even pick it up, no, so he's basically a free year. agent. The, the, yeah, you're right yeah. about that. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Solid I really management that. decision. <laughs> was, I know how to pick them, guys. <laughs> you do, man. You're a masochist. You just so, like punishment. Solid. You went from the Texans to the Raiders. You had to pick. You had to choose any team. Exactly. Wow. Uh, all right. Uh, Glenn for punishment. All right. Tight ends. Travis Kelsey on the first team. Uh, George Kittle. On the second team. Thankfully for Brock Purdy being his quarterback, starting to use him again because remember for a while he was real quiet. He was, but I, I honestly, Shano's offense is built that way where certain, uh, because he has so many weapons, certain pieces based on their opponent in a matchup. And sometimes week to week, you'll just have matchups where they're trying to take away certain things and yep. certain concepts. And a player will kind of disappear. They've complained about that with Brandon Ayuk before within mm-hmm. the offense. Uh, they've complained about that with, with not about Christian McCaffrey since he's got there, but they complained about it with guys like Juszczyk. It just happens. He's just there's so many weapons. That's right. a, it's just it really is. I mean, it's a first world problem, but he's got he's got five or six different weapons to try to get the football to. And at, at oftentimes those guys can get they seem like they get lost in the shuffle. Really, that just makes that offense seem almost indefensible. Uh, OK, getting to the wide receivers. First team, Justin Jefferson, uh, Tyreek Hill. 
Devontae Adams. No problem at all. Second team, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb. Cool with that. CD Became Lamb. a number one wide receiver, and we he saw did. him grow up right before our eyes. You know, that's, so you I, know, as okay. the season was going on, going back to your point about Dak Prescott and, and um, Kellen Moore, they found a way to get him the ball, and he became an All Pro. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know? I mean, he did. That's, hey, the, the the question was whether he had enough of the um of that that ilk yep. to be a wide the number one wide receiver, wide receiver one. I think he's proven that too. Now they got to find him um, a supporting group, a supporting cast of no wide doubt. receivers to complement him. All right, uh, going to the offensive line, left tackle for the. Let's we'll go throughout from left tackle all the way to center. They go left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, then center. Okay. So uh, Trent Williams. Uh, right, uh, your right tackle is Lane Johnson. Uh, Joel uh, Bittiano is uh, your left guard. Uh, Zach Martin already Dallas Cowboys makes his right guard, and your center is Travis Kelsey. Damn, you got two all pros in the same like family on the same two same <laughs> siblings. Yeah, exactly. Jason and Travis. That's well, freaky. not only that, you got two all pros on. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles as well with Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. Also freaking yeah. best O-line in the league. No doubt. Uh, second team uh, offensive line, Andrew Thomas uh, from the Giants at the left tackle. Tristan Wirfs from Tampa at right tackle. Left guard, Joe uh, Thune at Kate, Kansas City. Right guard, uh, Chris Lindstrom of Atlanta in the center is Creed Humphrey from Kansas City. So Kansas like City getting uh, two uh, all pros on that second team. Creed game. from Oklahoma. Yeah, you're yep. right. Uh, he's he probably one of the better centers in the league in no a short time span. Uh, all right, getting to the defense. First team, edge rushers Nick Bosa, who defensive player of the year, and Micah Parsons. I like that. You were right you know? about you uh, the, On the players voted uh, team, they had Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. On there. And I know he played great, but he I mean, did. what you brought the numbers up yesterday about what Micah Parsons brings and is to the Dallas Cowboys defense was the reason why, just because he didn't get to the sacks and he still had, what, 13 sacks? Yeah, 13. Yeah. Yeah, he he was he was valuable, and I thought for sure he was going to be an All Pro. Uh, yeah, he led the NFL in pressures and led the NFL in QB hurries. Uh, but yeah, Nick Bosa, there's no doubt, Nick Bosa is the the defensive player of the year, so he makes all those lists. But Michael Parsons, I'm with you. I would have voted him as my edge rusher on All Pro yep. team, so I agree with this one. Uh, the uh, other edge rushers for the second team All Pro, Miles Garrett makes it. Yep, um, and Hassan Reddick. The Philadelphia Eagles defensive end. Okay. Interior lineman uh, for first team, Chris Jones of Kansas City and Quentin Williams of the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. I like him a lot. Uh, he's, been big, he's been big time for the Jets. He has been. Uh, interior defensive lineman for the second team is De- Dexter Lawrence and Jeffrey Simmons of Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, uh, Dexter Lawrence had a really good year, actually, yeah. for, for the Giants. Part of the re- reason why the Giants are in the playoffs now. Linebackers for the first team, Fred Warner and Roquan Smith from Baltimore, who just got the big bucks, and Matt Milano. Um, for Buffalo. Of Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. yeah, he makes the first team. Um, second team, Bobby Wagner, uh, C.J. Mosley from the Jets, and Demario Davis of the New Orleans Saints in the second team. Cornerbacks for the first team. Uh, said this forever. Sauce Gardner makes it for the Jets. No surprise. Lockdown. Yeah, he was the best corner in the league this year as a rookie, which is yeah. crazy. I think it's the first time a rookie has made all pro at corner. It's been like 40-some years or something. It's been a long mm-hmm. time. Uh, safeties uh, on that first team. Oh, sorry, Patrick Sertain is the other corner. Safeties on the first team, Mika Fitzpatrick and uh, Hufunga, the safety for San Francisco. Um, I I think it's Talanoa 
Yeah, um, but yep. I probably was screwed up. But I know it's uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, he started out really, really hot, um, and we're toward the end of the year. I think teams stayed away from him. He's got the big hair out. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, teams stayed away from him honestly toward the end of the year, so he didn't make as many plays. But he's a great safety. Second team secondary: uh, Jair Alexander from Green Bay, James Bradbury from Philadelphia. The safeties: Duran James and Justin Simmons from Denver. Duran James from the Chargers, of course. Right. Yeah, uh, I got no problem with that. I have no problem with either one of those. Yeah, uh, your place kickers and punters. You got Daniel Carson from Vegas, Tommy Townsend, kick returners, um, Keyshawn Nixon from Green Bay, punt returners Marcus Jones from New England, and your special teamer Jeremy Reeves from Washington. Long snappers Andrew DePaula, uh, the place kicker Justin Tucker, second team mm-hmm. uh, punter Ryan Stonehouse, great name from Tennessee, <laughs> and the kick returner. Is uh, Nuangu of Minnesota. Uh, Palm returner is Khalif Raymond from Detroit. Special teamer George Odom from San Fran. And Nick Moore is your long snapper from Baltimore on the second team. That's your all-pro team and, as voted on by the Associated Press. And the thing about it is, when you broke all those downs, you know a name you didn't hear that you heard mm-hmm. on every other one? Give it Cavante to Turpin. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Think right. about that. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? He made the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. He made, you know, the the – the players vote mm-hmm. as the punt returner, kick returner, but he's not on the Associated Press. And that's why I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, what has he done during the season that was that explosive? That was really that point where you're like, oh, yeah, he is. he's a no-doubter, number one punt returner, kick returner in the league. That's a great point. He, these other guys seem to have better numbers, mm-hmm. and they've been. They, I guess they meant more to their squad. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but I just trying to think off the top of my head. I can't think of that many plays right. like Kevonte Turpin that he's made. And uh, I do think he's a really good punt returner. No doubt. And kick returner, period, though. But when we were in, and if you go back and watch the last three games and watch him return kicks, because for those that don't think I watch, I watch, <laughs> he has not been as explosive for a while. He has not been hitting those holes on the kickoffs or the punts. I mean, hell, he got the punt hit him in the face last week. In the face. In, in the face. In the face. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just curious to see what's going to happen with him this week well, on Monday night to see if he's going to make an impact in the game. Uh, yeah. No, that's a good point. And uh, we do. We got a lot of time to talk about it. And we'll yeah. uh, get into that Cowboys matchup. We'll get back to talking about that Cowboys matchup a little bit later on. But I want to jump to the uh, another NFC matchup in the wild card round. I want to talk 49ers. Yep. At Seattle uh, yesterday, my man Patrick informed me that the line was hovering around ten. I think it's yep. I'm going between nine and a half to ten, yep. somewhere around there. Very much so. Ooh, that's a that is a, it's a huge number. That's a big number, especially for a and it's supposed to be foes. raining. Yeah, it's supposed to be raining. Yeah, yeah. and and high winds. So it's Rainy nine. I look right now, nine and a half. Okay, nine and a half. So hovering around there, but it's yep. supposed to be right. It, it, gusts of wind, not just breeze, yep. breezy, but gusts of wind, high winds, um, and it's going to be raining during the game. Uh, that I guess take the under. Uh, I guess that's probably the best. Forty two and forty two and a half. I mean, forty two uh, right now. Yeah, I would. I think that I don't know how much it's going to rain, but I would guess that yeah, they're not going to go over in the rain. But you can get you can get turnovers. You can get turnovers. And you can get some, sloppy get some that way yeah, too. That's right. Uh, he, okay, so here's the stat that I found doing a just kind of doing rabbit holing about this matchup that I think the Seattle Seahawks have to focus on: Brock Purdy and the pressure rate on Brock Purdy. Nobody's mm-hmm. been able to get pressure on Brock Purdy, really. It's been, it's been far and few between uh, when they've been able to get pressure 
on Brock Purdy. Um, but the few times they have been able to get pressure on Brock Purdy, he's got a 74 pass rating. He's leading the NFL in passer rating since he became the starter, since week 14, with a 119 passer rating. He's leading the NFL in passing touchdowns since he became the starter and in yards per attempt since he became the starter. Uh, he actually has the second highest passer rating on 10 plus yard throws. So he's been, it actually has the, only Kurt Warner has a higher passer rating in his first five starts in NFL history. But that passer rating drops precipitously because, like all quarterbacks, Brock Purdy is human, and every quarterback has the same Achilles heel, and it's just getting pressure on the QB. His uh, QB, uh, his passer rating is 74.4 when he's pressured. It's uh, 113 when he's not. And when he played Seattle without pressure, he was 15 to 21, 197 yards, two touchdowns, had a 132 pass rating. They have to find a way to pressure Brock Purdy. It's really tough because you have the Shanahan running game and everything is built around that running game and he keeps his offense ahead of the chains. So usually they're not in predictable passing situations. A lot of times he likes to throw it on first down to try to confuse the defense, discombobulate them a little bit. They got to find a way. Maybe they're maybe they're run blitzing too and run and blitzing on early downs. They got to find a way to pressure Brock Purdy. If they don't and Purdy stays clean, he's going to eat even in the rain and all of that. Uh, he's still going to eat him up. It should be easier, though, to defend him, especially if it's going to be raining. Most of the focus for Seattle should be on stopping the run. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're talking about Brock Purdy, and, and, and they gave you a shout-out with uh, Craig and, and, and Jeff Howe. They said Pump Fake Pump Purdy. Fake, yeah, oh, shout-out to Rob Babers. Hey, but, uh, I didn't give him the nickname, but <laughs> hey, I've been a fan for a while. Right, but I right. knew he was going to be doing this. Right, but when you look at what he's been able to do, and one thing that we don't speak enough about is his ab- ab- ability excuse me, to run. He can get out of the pocket and he can extend those plays that I've been talking about for quite some time. It's the same thing when you go back and look at Dak. Dak hadn't got out of the pocket as much as he used to to extend the plays. He's trying to make the play with his arm instead of living to make another play. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's been the best part about Brock Purdy is he's been able to make the linebackers make decisions to, to either attack him or to go back in coverage, and when they drop back in coverage, he has the ability to run. And I think that's what your guy Shano has been loving about this offense because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't offer that. That's why he liked what Trey Lance was going to be able to do because he's a mobile style of quarterback. Remember back in the day with RG3, he loved the fact that he could get out and run. So I think that has been the biggest asset of Brock Purdy being the quarterback is that he gets a chance to extend plays with his leg, and he can also make sure that he can look down the field as he's doing so. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I, they haven't really utilized Brock Purdy's legs, maybe because with your third-string quarterback, yep. you don't want to expose him nope. as much, so maybe you uh, don't want to use it. But the playoffs are a great place to break tendency. There's so much in-depth study done about your tendencies, your strengths, your weaknesses, the patterns and the trends. It's a great time to just break tendency with something you've done over and over again yep. but to break out something that becomes an outlier for you that could be uh, very advantageous. So I wouldn't doubt in this game, this is a game, or maybe sometime in these playoffs when you see Purdy, pump fake Purdy, uh, Really started breaking out that mobility. Uh, one of the things also that I that stood out to me doing research on this matchup, and it is, it doesn't. History does not favor the 49ers starting a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. 
and I've, I've thrown these numbers out there before, it just does not. You go look at rookie quarterbacks, they are 10-17 and 17 in the playoffs since 1990, 3-10 uh, and 10 over the last decade. Four seven and one against the spread on wild card weekend in the last twenty years, and if you start looking at you know first time quarterbacks, which I would say in this matchup, both of these quarterbacks are first time QBs in the matchup in the playoffs because Geno Smith also first time in the playoffs um, as a starting quarterback, but rookie quarterback specifically for some reason it's hard to really put your finger on you know what could happen with Brock Purdy because he's been really hot uh, and I don't know where it could go wrong, but like I said history says that rookie quarterbacks have those meltdown moments right. where they look like rookies right. in the playoffs. If that happens. That's also a way that Seattle can either keep it close or just pull off the upset. But right now, there's nothing because the 49ers will be as healthy as they've ever been. There's nothing that really indicates that he's going to have a, a drop off in productivity or have that rookie moment. But if he does, um, it'll be tough for the 49ers to be able to overcome it. Right. Right, and it's going to be important for Shano to recognize that as well, though. I mean, you know he he can scheme and make some adjustments, but they've got they're getting healthy in the backfield. They are. That's the other part about this. You and you just mentioned Trent Williams is an All Pro at the offensive line right there. So for me, the biggest attribute when the weather is bad is the fact that you can run the football. You got Elijah Mitchell back. You got Christian McCaffrey. You also got the the Swiss Army knife in Debo Samuel. But you also got it in Christian McCaffrey. You can move mm. him around and do different things. If people start selling out for the run, you can give him a, a handoff, and he can throw a pass out of there as well. So there's so many different aspects in the mindset of this game. And I heard Shano talking about this yesterday on um, on the uh, his press conference. He was talking about, yeah, the weather's going to be bad. If That's okay. we got to make adjustments. It's the playoffs. This is what it's all about. There's no time to sit back and overthink it. But the other team is playing in the same weather we are, too. And I kind of like our guys. Yeah. You know, So it's one of those things, too, where that defense has been stepping up for them that Shano can also say, you know what, we got a good running game. We, have, we can control the game with the run as well. They have a good running game, too. Yeah. That, that's man. why the rain, it does equalize things yep. in the weather because if it's going to be gusts of wind and it's going to be a lot of rain, then say that takes away a lot of the vertical passing game for both sides. Yep. Uh, Kenneth Walker. Whew, I like him a lot. Yeah. He, I he's, like him a lot. He's the real deal. He's led all the all rookies in rushing yards. But he's in the last three games of the season, they made him a workhorse. He's had at least three, 23 rushes and at least 107 yards in each of those last three games. Led the NFL in rush attempts yep. uh, in that time span. He's a workhorse, and if it becomes kind of a, a ugly weather game um, and teams are not going to throw it or everything is going to be short and a high-percentage safe pass, everything's an extension of the running game, I do think it helps Seattle because you don't have to worry about the vertical passing element downfield for the 49ers. That means yeah. less of a threat from Kittle downfield, less of a threat from Brandon Ayuk. And the truth is, I think you're going to get another great matchup here. You'll just get Brandon Ayuk man-to-man with uh, Tariq Wool in the entire game. Yeah. They'll probably just put Tariq. Just let him follow around. Yeah, their rookie wide receiver 
on uh, Brandon Ayuk. They can't put him on Debo Samuel because they move Debo around too much. They put him in the backfield. They put him in motion too much. Yeah. They move him around the formation too much. He's too much of a movable chess piece. But they keep Brandon Ayuk a lot more stationary. And I bet you'll get Tariq Woolen on him and, and maybe even some zero coverage at times considering the weather so they can devote bodies. Yeah. Just to stop it yeah. and run because they have been suspect. Seattle has with their rush defense. They've allowed eight teams to rush for at least 160 yards. The 49ers, I mean, they are as potent and as creative a rushing attack that you'll see in the NFL. Nobody utilizes positionless football as well as Shano and as well as the 49ers. They got five different skill position guys and they're all. Uh, movable. They're all versatile enough to have multiplicity in their skill set. They can play different positions and he moves them around so much that it really can give the defense um, a, a bit of a kind of panic. Can really discombobulate them and really screw up their defensive responsibilities. So let me ask you this. If you're just going to sit here and the breakdown we're going to continue to do, straight up money line, win or lose, you picking 49ers or are you going to pick the the Seahawks. Oh, I'll, I'll probably pick in the 49ers. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm probably picking the 49ers, but the the rain makes it interesting. Right. For sure. But I I was reading a report earlier today that the rain was going to be early in the day and then it was going to subside by the time the game started. Yeah. That's I mean, what the rumor is. You yeah. know how that goes. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know if it'll be early. I've, I've heard it'll be during two and so I don't I don't know if they know. I mean the truth yeah, is it's, they, yeah. it's, it's weather. They're, they're weather guessers, <laughs> so they're doing their best. Either it's weather. way it's gonna be wind and there'll be rain. I don't know exactly what that'll do um to the offenses, but I believe it'll turn the game into more of a run oriented game. So Either way, I think the 49ers have the advantage just because of the defense. They have the best defense in the matchup. Uh, the the Seattle Seahawks defense is opportunistic. It makes a lot of plays. They got yep. 25 takeaways this year. My man Quandre Diggs, shout out because he's, he's <laughs> one balling. of their ball hawks in yep. the back end. Um, but with Christian McCaffrey there, he is the ultimate uh, chess piece for them because he's the guy that it really turns that that offense of Shano's into a true positionless football offense where you can move that guy to four or five different positions. He's got over 1,200 scrimmage yards since they acquired him. That is the most yards from scrimmage by midseason acquisition in NFL history. Wow. He, he was the missing yeah, piece. he was. He, he has turned that— Especially when you lost he, your quarterback. He No, really, is. he has turned that offense into a Rubik's Cube. It, it has— 47 quintillion different permutations um, that uh, possibilities that they could utilize and weaponize and just makes them really tough to defend. I'm not saying they can't be beaten. They can. um, But you see why that offense is getting better and better. Just like you said, with a third string quarterback, with a third string quarterback that are being able to be effective. Yeah. As a third string quarterback. He's zigging where the rest of the league is zagging. The rest of the league has become a a quarterback oriented league and they've gone away from the value of running back. He just valued a running back, but only a specific type. The one that truly is versatile enough to unlock his offense so yes yeah, it, it, it no it, it's, it's, it's intriguing man it for really sure. is but if anybody knows the offense it'll be Pete Carroll and because he's seen it so much yep. he may have the, you know some tricks up his sleeve to be able to neutralize it or stop it sneaky Pete 
Yeah. Talking about old Sneaky Pete. I like Sneaky Pete, man. <laughs> there's, there's a reason that he's in the playoffs right now and Russell Wilson ain't. Oh. Right? Sneaky Pete. Sorry about damn, that, DJ. He's a damn good coach. <laughs> yeah, that was, not, that was not a slight at DJ there at all. Uh, all right, what you got coming up for the people on Hearts Night? I'm going to talk about Friday the 13th and some of the superstitions that are out mm-hmm. there, especially when it comes to Dallas Cowboy fans. Oh, no. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it'll be some uh, some good mojo. Well, this we're weekend, hoping for. Uh, for the Cowboys. All right, we'll come back. We've got Horse Knock Life on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can follow my man behind the glass that's in charge of everything that you get to hear during the week because he makes it special for everyone is my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. We love it when you're part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. So I wanted to talk about this because it just happens to be Friday the 13th. And my former co-host that I used to be with used to call me stupidstitious because I was a superstitious type of guy because I was a baseball player. You know, so every every year there were things that I would try to get myself prepared for the season. If things were going good, I would do the same thing over and over again. If things were going bad, I would try to adjust it and try to change the way I would approach it. Uh, long story short, I had a buddy of mine that we were on a six-day road, seven-day road trip, and we would eat the exact same thing every (laughs) single day, same time, take the (laughs) same trip to the field because we were on a streak, right? So when you're on your streaks, you try to do the same thing over and over again because you think that that has something to do it. We were talking about it the other night. (laughs) I got a text from my (laughs) father-in-law, and he was like, this game is bad. I'm turning it off. Then all of a sudden he saw that Texas was coming back and he was like, man, I'm about to turn the game on. I was like, no, 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 no. You're not allowed to turn the game on because of what? Superstition. It was working. And so he didn't want to turn the game back on. And it goes on depending on who you are and what you do. Cause everybody believes that they are the secret to the success mm-hmm. of whatever they're cheering for. And I think it's pretty cool because, actually, I live that stuff. So I started looking at the Dallas Cowboys and what is expected of the Dallas Cowboys and how do you, you view your team as they're getting ready for the playoffs. We've gone through the history. So here's one of the things that I found about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, when you look at what the Rams did last year, they finished the season 12-5. and They lost the final game of the season. Stafford led the league in INTs. Mm -hmm. You talked about this just a little while ago, Mm -hmm. my brother. And they went on to win the Super Bowl. 
The Dallas Cowboys this year finished 12-5, and five, lost the last game of the year. <laughs> Dak leads the league in INTs. Does that mean that we're Super Bowl bound? Ah, it's still out there for debate. <laughs> Got to go play the games, right? That's why you go and play the games. So then I started looking at our blue uniforms. Remember, those blue uniforms are not one of the best things that we've always had because when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys are most of the time wearing their whites. Mm -hmm. So every once in a while you'll get to see them in the blues and it looks cool, but it's the combination. And this is where my man Chad Hastings will really dive into this as well. And I'm not a big uniform guy as far as the colors, but the Dallas Cowboys are 0-3 in the postseason games when they're wearing their navy-colored jerseys. Mm. But this time, they're going to wear them with the white pants. <laughs> right, 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 right? It's crazy. And the combo that they have worn this year in those colors, they're 2-0. and So you sit there and you're like, ah. Oh. So you're saying there's a chance. I still believe there's a chance. There's so many opportunities for the Cowboys, and this is where it is. Then you talk about the streak of Tom Brady, 7-0 and against the Cowboys. Cowboys aren't really that good when they face Tom Brady. They may be down, but if the game is close, Tom Brady, the GOAT. And this is where I get a little bit nervous. Tom Brady's recent season-by-season season results – in 2013, he did not make the Super Bowl. In 2014, he won the Super Bowl. Hmm. 2015, did not make the Super Bowl. 2016, he won the Super Bowl. I think y'all know where I'm heading with this. Yeah, yeah. 2017, did not win the Super Bowl. 2018, he won the Super Bowl. 2019, did not win. 2021, 2021, he did not win. We are in 2022. Hmm. something's got to give, right, guys? Is This is where we are. Is something going to give, or are the trends going to continue to be the same? Now, are you superstitious when you're looking at the Tom Brady deal? Tampa, everybody's like, yeah, I love this trend. Cowboys, are you looking at what the Rams did last year and how the numbers are kind of sequential? And you're like, hmm, is this going to be – Something that the Cowboys can overcome. But the biggest question of it all is can they defeat Tom Brady on the road? And, oh, yeah. I think y'all remember the stat that I told you yesterday. Tom Brady, being an underdog, is 7-0 and in that underdog mm -hmm. situation in the playoffs. Again, that's doubles. That's two 7-0s. 7-0 against the Cowboys. And he's won seven times in the playoffs when he was an underdog at home. What are your thoughts as far as the superstition? I'm a football player. I'm not that superstitious. You don't. You I'm don't. A little stitious, but not superstitious. You don't no. wear the same undershirt or nah. make sure that some like we were talking about Tim Brown the other day in his towel. He had to make sure the towel That's was more sitting of a style right. thing. I don't know if it's superstition. That's more style. A style is different than superstition to me. Superstition is doing something oh, yeah, because you, I'm that dude. Yeah, because you <laughs> mentally believe it gives right. you like an advantage right. and there really is no uh, evidence or no proof behind that. 
Um, yeah, that's. I'm not that superstitious. I've I've noticed that. Right. I, I don't have any of that stuff. What about someone texting before a game's over? Good game. Or no, like I good mean, I, I, I'm. I got. I don't care about that stuff. About like, like people. People get like that about pitching, right? No hitters and stuff like that yeah. stuff. I stay away from it because I'm that guy. It doesn't matter to me. Like I don't care. Yeah, you would. So you I, wouldn't have been a good. You wouldn't have been a I, good baseball teammate. I, yeah, like I, that's why I didn't play the game. Like superstition. Like I, I've never. I've, ne- I've never got any part of my life really. I've never gotten into superstition. Right. Yeah. None of it. No, I'm not. I'm not bad about yeah. it. Like the one if someone texts you like in a basketball game when you're up seven with twenty seconds left, they're like, "Good game." You're like, dude, really? You can't wait twenty seconds to yeah, text you me. Can't wait for that to be over. Like, just don't take. Just wait for the end of the game. That one will annoy me. <laughs> but the only thing when I used to go to Spurs games with my dad, we used to every time they'd win, we'd go get the same dinner afterwards. And if they lost, we wouldn't go. Ah, uh, okay. There you go. All right. 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 That's okay. what I'm saying. Like there's certain things that, that we would go about every single time in the that. baseball realm. It's like this past weekend, I wore this Columbia Dallas Cowboy shirt, right? Okay. I had it. Yeah. And I told my wife, I said, look, last time I wore this, I think we lost. <laughs> the fact that you know I'm, that. That's what I'm saying. It like, means you keep up with that kind of stuff, which and is I, wild. I, and I, and, well, the other part of it is. That's wild. If, it's like a hat. Like if I'm wearing a certain cowboy hat on a certain day. And what do you do with it? the hat if they lose? You put it in a different spot? I just don't wear it on game day. How do you keep up with this mentally? How do you? Because I'm as I'm watching the game, I'm looking at my attire. <laughs> <laughs> You're questioning what you the, did wrong exactly wow. for the Cowboys. I think I'm the reason why Dak is throwing interceptions on the outs. Yeah, yeah I because did. I wore that white Cowboy shirt. Man, it's, it's it a, will not be worn on Monday. I promise you that. <laughs> that's a baseball thing. It is. I, I think it is thing. one of those things where I just get. As my man Chip Brown used to call me, man, that's superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> that's now I just want to now I just want to watch a game with Harge and keep pointing out things that are wrong. <laughs> exactly, because I've done that with friends that are really superstitious. That you just be and you just be like. Well, look, like your socks have green on them. You're playing the Eagles. They're like, oh, my socks. That's a problem. <laughs> you go in the room and change socks. Just constantly, just every time anything bad happens, it happens. You're like, wait, were you standing over there when they threw that interception? Yep. Like, oh, I guess I can't see. Everybody switch seats. So you're the same. See, so, look, this is only never wear the same hat or shirt. Uh, to a horns game after a loss. Wow, I've never kept up with that stuff. So you're saying this is only sports related superstition? You yeah, know, I don't really. In, in uh, well, if I see a black life? hat, I'm turning around. So too. you don't. Okay, so I don't like black hats. Okay, so this is more. I mean, than, sorry if you got a black hat. I don't like them. So you know, do you split? Do you split a pole or split? I don't split a pole. I make everybody make walk everybody with me on the same okay. side. Yeah, some ladder. People, ladder, you're going underneath. I don't know. I never do that. Okay. Yeah, uh, never doing see, that. So you're just superstitious, period. To certain, to a, there are some things I'm yeah. just like, ah, I don't care about that. Okay, but then there, but you know, I, I, I'm mentally, I, even walking with my kids, I'm like, get get on this side, get yeah. on this side. No, I, I know people like that. They're yeah. like, nah, man, don't don't split the pole. Yeah, don't get upset with you, bro. What are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> now I'm I gotta walk all the way yeah, back around yeah. the other way. I, I know people genuinely like that. Yes, and they're like, hundred percent. Okay. You so you that is you. Yep, one hundred percent. Right, we're walking wow. around poles now. I, 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 I guess I haven't walked with hard, so I don't know this kind of stuff. But I no, guess we I, walk and we walk on our on our own way. You know, so what you yeah, it's like uh, spill. What is it? you spill salt? You got to throw salt over your shoulder. Uh, that kind of no, stuff? I don't do that. You don't do that. See, now, that's, that's one of the ones silly I'm now. 
Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that, that to me is so outrageous, Rod. I ain't doing that. <laughs> now you just. <laughs> uh, I'm right. not even doing that thing right there. Like, uh, was yeah. it breaking a mirror? Isn't there like seven years bad luck or something? Yep. yep. You break a mirror. So, so here, here's, mirror. here's another one. If I'm like out of town by myself in a hotel or whatever, uh-huh. I have to get out of the bed on the same side I would normally do it at home. Now, I, what does that superstition relate to? What luck? Routine. Right, so just routine? Routine for me. Because I because I think if I get out on the wrong side. Something bad's going to happen? That's, what does it say? Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Actually, <laughs> I did. Actually, I did. Wow. Yeah. If I, no matter what, I'm on, I get out of the bed the exact same that's, side that's, every time. See, that's that, that that is. I guess you could classify that as superstition. To me, that's kind of a quirk. It just kind of that's a that's true. Yeah, you, hey, whatever. It whatever may be. You gotta, but yeah. you're right. It, I mean, it is superstitious. I guess I've I definitely I get on the, the same side of the bed just because it's the side I sleep on, but right. not because of any reason. Right. Really. But you've been on the road by yourself, and do you ever notice that you get out of the bed on the side of the bed where she normally is? No, you get out on the side of the no, bed I, that you get accustomed to. I sleep to. on the same side of the bed even, even when by I go yourself? to hotel rooms. Yeah. I sleep I sleep usually on that side yeah. of the bed. I the try to get one. in the middle. I'll get in the middle cuz I'm like there's nobody in this thing with me. <laughs> Freedom! I, I want to be in the middle but I end up on my <laughs> side and I my wife likes to sleep next to the the bathrooms. Like whatever the bathroom is, she's going to try to sleep next to the bathroom and for some reason it usually is on the same side. No matter where we are. Right. enough. That's weird. Yeah. He just kind of creeped me out a little See? bit. See? Yeah, right, yeah. Wait, let me ask you this, Harge. Do you know what socks and shoes you put on which foot first? Oh, that's good. No, I do not. Okay, because that's okay. another one that you may no, be like, I, I got to do left foot, and no, then we no. lose the game right foot first today. Yeah, no. some people are like I'm that. I'm just trying to add some stuff to your brain. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to have me in there doing it, trying to figure out if I go right foot, left foot. That's just OCD. That's just, yeah. yeah, you just, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said it sounds like OCD. I was like, no, it's really not. It's just. Because I was an athlete, and, and again, y'all got to remember, unlike football, unlike basketball, baseball, I'm playing every single day. Yeah, that's true. So routines are point. so important in point. the way that you go. Like when I was in high school, I'd go out there, I would have to be the first one on the football field, and I would have to have all of the footballs out, and I would have to look at, look at them across the front to see which ones I wanted to throw first. Like I could I couldn't I couldn't have somebody bring me a ball. It was like, no. Put the balls on the ground. I'll pick out the ones that I want and I would be the first one on the field and then my wide receivers would come out. That is, yes, he's. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. Some of your stuff is just more OCD than superstition. <laughs> like I don't know. If that, you know no, I mean? because if somebody else would have gave me a ball, because they did before, and yeah. I threw a pick. Uh, so and I was like, why. nobody else is allowed okay. to do it. I'm because it, it didn't feel right, you know. Wow. There's a time that you you got to make sure every if you feel good, you play good. I know, but that's that's a that's a lot to think about. That's a you know I mean? maybe that's why my son gets stressed all the time yeah. about certain <laughs> things because he's always he's a thinker. You'd be cataloging that real time as you're right. Practicing or as you're playing, happening. yeah, that's, I can't keep up with yeah. all that. That's probably why I'm not superstitious. I don't have enough uh, brain, like I don't have enough brain power to keep up with it. In 1992, when I was in, in Rockford, Illinois, I wasn't superstitious enough because 
brother was striking out like left and right. It didn't even matter who was on the mound. So my superstition wasn't even working after that point. Yeah, that's because every time you swung the bat, you were like, "Did I leave the light on?" <laughs> or that's what, what I'm did, I, did I walk out the door the uh, right way? <laughs> wait, do I? Am I supposed to moonwalk now? Is that? <laughs> Maybe I mean, maybe basketball players are, are more superstitious because uh, than football. I, football players, I don't. I, we didn't have a lot of it. That culture of superstition didn't exist as much in the football locker rooms I was in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some guys had their stuff. We had a lot. We had some guys that were doing some things too that in football in high school that they they did in college and they did in the pros, but they weren't probably not. To, again, I was playing every single. Yes, yeah, true. Day. Playing every day, man. That's I was playing difference. every day. Wow. So. All right, man. man, that's that's. I did not know that. Now yeah. I know that my man Harge is very super superstitious or stupor stitches. Stupor stitches. As Chip Brown used to call yeah. it. All right, uh, we'll come back. We got off the record on the other side. Uh, we'll get into what is a developing story in D Town in Dallas uh, as we speak. It is a dangerous story, but somewhat humorous run. So uh, nobody hurt. So we can actually laugh about it. We'll come back. Get into that off the record right here on Ball Don't Lie. One point on the D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a rainbow and comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the Big big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Thing sucks. Uh, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie. Hard, uh, these folks on the Spec Sex Line giving you the business over here, man. <laughs> somebody somebody uh, texted a, a gif of uh, Dak doing his pregame routine. With his, he's reflecting them hips. Hey, that's the hips superstitions right that, there. The hips don't lie routine <laughs> from Dak. Uh, you get texts from your boys talking about straight drive. I knew. I was like, that's, just a, that's a lot of superstition, man, you got going on man, there. Man, there's a lot happening, man. There's a lot there's happening a lot on happening. there with Harge, man. There you go. Uh, so, uh, learning more about my man, Harge. Learning that uh, he is very superstitious, uh, but maybe <laughs> that's a good thing. A lot of folks in Dallas right now hoping for some uh, some good mojo or some good luck in their efforts to find a lost animal from the local zoo. Yeah, so how about this? Because I, I, this story is developing, so I'm actually it's real time. It's happening right now. So police in Dallas uh, apparently have joined the search for a missing clouded leopard. They shut down the Dallas Zoo. As police help search for the animal that officials described as not dangerous, not dangerous, and likely hiding somewhere on the zoo grounds, uh, the small cat weighs about 20 to 25 pounds. Um, the zoo tweeted that the missing cat named Nova was a serious situation, uh, but Adele said the animal posed no threat to humans. If anything, she's real nervous and afraid of people. Um, but so the animal is loose somewhere on the zoo grounds. They don't believe that, that the animal can... I mean, leave the zoo somehow, but I mean, it might. Who knows? I mean, the animal is very smart and uh, at this point probably scared, but it could be a, a loose leopard in Dallas uh, running around. May even be out there, potentially um, got out of the actual zoo because they can't find it right now. They don't know where it is. See, and that's, that's a scary the, situation. That's the part right there that is, is the scariest. Like, you can't find it. They can't find it, yeah. That's a, that's a problem. I know that they shut everything down. But if it left the grounds, that would be a ridiculous amount because think about all the people that have animals in that area. 
your oh, your own little pets, some little house. Yeah, and they pet, hungry. Yeah, so I got. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Sure. Yeah, those those are the things that I always worry <laughs> about and I always think about when you hear about. Oh, there was a mountain lion that was found in the hills of Lakeway, and it's like. That's not good. Like, you need to be finding that thing. We need all hands on deck. Well, that was different because at least that one is living in the wild. That's just, and it's interacting with human civilization. Um, this is actually one that was in the zoo and got it got loose. Hopefully, it's like I said, it's just on the zoo grounds and they can't find it. Um, but they had to shut down. So they didn't close any roads, they said. So they're not really yet concerned that it's off of the premises. Um, but that is a growing situation or a, a situation to monitor. I should say, of uh, growing concern in Dallas. Um, yeah. All right. yeah, there are a couple other uh, off-the-record stories I want to get to. This one, you know what, we'll hit, we'll hit a couple, so I'll hit this one in the 5 o'clock because there's a football coach that's in a lot of trouble Man. because he made his football team do uh, a gratuitous amount of push-ups for a punishment. We'll get to that coming up because I think we want to have a deeper conversation about for that. For sure. Uh, but Kanye West. Uh, this is actually, I think, worth an off-the-record off conversation <laughs> that you mentioned. And you sent this story, Hards. Kanye yeah. West is married now? Apparently, he has tied the knot with the Yeezy designer Bianca Sensori in a secret ceremony. Um, this is according to reports from the New York Post and TMZ. The rapper was spotted wearing a wedding band on his ring finger, though it doesn't appear the pair filed a marriage certificate to make the union legally binding. Yeah, man, you can't just have a marriage ceremony. You got to file the paperwork, man. Most of that stuff, just paperwork. Depending on where you are, though, player, you might be in a you can go to another country. And some things may happen. I don't know how much you have to file well, if it, you go it, out of there. Wherever you get married, you got to file the paperwork for it. The ceremony is just a ceremony. It's just that, right? It's, I'm looking it's, it's at her, too. It's basically theater. Until you file the paperwork with the state or whatever or whatever jurisdiction you are at, you're not officially married. Yeah, true that. And nobody likes theater. Uh, more than your boy more Kanye. Than Kanye. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this could all just be him trying to, you know, play a little bit of a, a joke on everybody. Maybe, it's, maybe it's a fact that he performance is performance art. More, I think, not a joke. Performance art. That's what he calls it. How long has it been? Has it been six months? Has it been six weeks? Because some states you got common law marriage, man. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's living with it though. Oh, I'm sure. They got, <laughs> what do you know? I'm sure they got some living arrangements that are going on for sure. Uh, I mean, she's 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 smoking hot too. So good for him at that. She is very very blessed. I'm glad he's moving on. Good for yeah. Kanye. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was missing for a while. Everybody was worried about where Kanye was. They thought something had happened to him. Turns out he was just shacked up for a while. Yeah, and it was so good. He decided to marry it. That's how you know <laughs> it was some good shacking up. Yeah, buddy. He went missing. They literally didn't know where he was for a week, and then as soon as we see him, he's married. Man, he popping out, popping out at your party. Yeah, she <laughs> she put it on him. Yeah, she put it on yeah. him. Man. Yeah. Uh, so all right, we come back. We'll get into Super Wildcard Weekend. We'll preview more of those matchups. Uh, we'll also get into Rod's rant of the day, and it is playoff related, but it's a conversation um, that I've had a few times on these airwaves. But I believe these uh, this group of teams and these quarterbacks actually prove my point even further. We'll talk about that coming up in the five o'clock right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred four nine The Horn.